This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 121 A Sitcom Review in Chronological Order From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, Announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1984. Take a half a cup of sweetness and a tablespoon of spice and add some caring. To a little pinch of patience and a pound of good advice, put in some sharing. Then saute a little wisdom and combine it with the sharpness of a scallion. Take some temper and some tenderness and stir it till it's definitely Italian. And though this Mama Malone, she's the best of baker and me cake and no mistake. Mama Malone premiered on CBS on March 7th, 1984 at 8.30 p.m. Meet Mama Malone, and yes, that's the correct pronunciation, played by Lila Kay, who hosts a cooking show live from her Brooklyn apartment decades before YouTube. Just like Zoom calls, other family members appear on camera, and her cooking show devolves into her fussing over them. Daughter Connie, Randy Heller, grandson Frankie, even Richards, and son Dino, Don Amendolia. The local priest and his young assistant, Ralph Monza and Richard Nunez, also drop by. Sam Anderson plays the show's announcer. Mama is married to an Irish man who we never see. Now, we covered Randy Heller in episode 92 for Husbands, Friends, and Lovers, and Ralph Monza in episode 89 for AES Hudson Street. Lila Kay was a UK actress known for playing mother roles on TV and the stage, the latter with the Royal Shakespeare Company. She was a regular or recurred mostly on UK shows going back to the 60s. The Sleeper, Emergency Ward 10, David Copperfield, The Flaxton Boys, My Son Reuben, The Strange Affair of Adelaide Harris, The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby, which he also played on Broadway, The Forgotten Story, Pull the Other One, Bad Boys, Bodger and Badger. Kay came over to the U.S. in the 80s, later appearing on Café American and a lot of TV guest roles. Her films include See No Evil and An American Werewolf in London. Kay retired in the late 90s and passed in 2012. Even Richards had appeared in the films Altered States and Twilight Zone the movie prior to Malone. He would go on to be a regular or recur on Down and Out in Beverly Hills and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures doing voice work. He has since moved behind the camera doing all three for the horror film There's a Monster Behind You and a number of lauded shorts. Don Amendolia went on to Twin Peaks, Sunset Beach, and films The Secret of My Success, Wayne's World, Ed Wood, and Boogie Nights. Richard Nunez was doing guest TV work from the early 70s, a regular or recurring on O'Hara and Hunter. Sam Anderson has a face you might recognize, a longtime character actor with 171 IMDb credits a regular or recurring on WKRP in Cincinnati, Growing Pains, Perfect Strangers as Mr. Gorpley, L.A. Law, Picket Fences, Live Shot, Murder, She Wrote, Boston Common, Angel, Married to the Kellys, E.R., Lost, and Justified, 
as well as films Airplane 2 the Sequel, La Bamba, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Forrest Gump, and Slackers. He's still active at age 73. Mama Maloney was actually produced for the previous TV season, but got pushed back twice. Perhaps this is due to the extreme stereotypical characters reported in the media. I can't find an episode online. Also, the lead is British, not Italian. Lila Kay only did the role because no one in the UK would ever see it. That was a no-no even then. Surprisingly, one of the main writers is Terence McNally, who was in a lull in his illustrious career as a playwright. Masterclass, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Ragtime, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, The Full Monty, and a screenwriter per an interview online. He thought the show was great and planned to move into TV writing as a career. Instead, he won four Tonys and an Emmy. McNally died of COVID complications in 2020. The show only lasted 13 episodes. I could only find the opening theme. And if it matches the tone of the show, it must be ethnically insensitive indeed. Kate and Alley premiered on CBS on March 19, 1984 at 9.30 p.m., Unlike other female duos that lean on slapstick, Lucy and Viv, Laverne and Shirley, this is a well-written show about two divorced women with kids who decide to live together. Susan St. James plays Kate, and Jane Curtin is Allie. They were childhood friends who found themselves needing emotional and financial support. Ari Myers plays Kate's daughter Emma, while Frederick Kohler and Allison Smith play Allie's kids Chip and Jenny. We follow them in their careers and relationships. Paul Hecht played Allie's ex-husband and Gregory Salada, an on-and-off boyfriend for Kate. Allie got remarried late in the show's run. The husband was played by Sam Freed. Like many long-running shows, the setting changed late in the run. Allie and her new husband moved to a high-rise. Then he got a job involving a long-distance commute, giving a rationale for Kate to move back in with Allie. The building super, Peter Onorati, tried to make time with Kate to no avail. It has been a long time since we had an entire show cast that had not already done other sitcom work, although the leads are quite familiar. Susan St. James began modeling as a teenager before moving to L.A. to pursue acting. She quickly got a role on the TV movie slash backdoor pilot, The Name of the Game, one of the wheel shows produced by NBC at the time, You can check out From the Pop Culture Bunker, episode 228, for more info on that. She won an Emmy for the role. She was in four films during that period, including Where Angels Go, Trouble Follows. She followed the name of the game with Macmillan and Wife, co-starring Rock Hudson, a part of the NBC mystery movie Wheel series, which earned her four Emmy noms and three Golden Globe noms. She left that show in a contract dispute, then went on to films Outlaw Blues, Love at First Bite, and How to Beat the High Cost of Living, which co-starred Jane Curtin. James' film career petered out, and she returned to TV for Kate and Alley, a show she agreed to because it was shot in New York, so she could stay in Connecticut with her family. She earned two Emmy noms for the role. After the series, she went into semi-retirement to take care of her family and become active in charities, including the Special Olympics and the Telluride Foundation. James did come back to play the mother of Krista Miller on The Drew Carey Show. Miller is actually her niece. 
Jane Curtin dropped out of Northwestern to pursue a career in comedy, joining improv group The Proposition. She co-wrote and starred in Off-Broadway's Pretzels, and then came SNL, where she was chosen as one of the original not-ready-for-primetime players. Curtin stayed on the show through the first team's run, although she was not a fan of the drug culture of the time. She earned two Emmy noms there. There were a few films after that, including How to Beat the High Cost of Living with James, but she spent her career mostly on TV. After Kate and Alley winning two Emmys out of three nominations and a Golden Globe nomination, she was a regular or recurring on Working It Out, Crumbs, Unforgettable, The Librarians, United We Fall, with her second big role on Third Rock from the Sun. Curtin also spent some time on Broadway, Candida, Love Letters, Noises Off, and Our Town. Ari Myers was born in Puerto Rico while her parents were touring the island. Her mother is Taro Meyer from Another World. She was primarily a child actress, as she could play roles much younger than herself. Her first role was in Al Pacino's Author, Author, followed by a group of TV movies, and then Kate and Alley. She left the series during the run. Her character went off to college. She did the same in real life, graduating from Yale. She continued acting after that in films How to Make an American Quilt and doing voice work in Stanley, which was her last role in 2007. Frederick Kohler had already appeared in the films Mr. Mom and the Pickup Artist, as well as bit parts on SNL prior to Kate and Alley. He's become a working actor since then in films A Kiss Before Dying, Pearl Harbor, Death Race, and a ton of TV guest spots, regular or recurring on Pepper Daniels, Lost, American Horror Story, and Marissa Romanoff. Allison Smith had already appeared on Broadway. Evita, the lead in Annie, the youngest star of a Broadway show at the time, age 10, playing over a thousand performances, and some TV movies prior to Kate and Alley. She went on to regular or recurring roles on Sweet Justice, Spy Game, Buddy Farrow, The West Wing, and dozens of guest roles. Paul Hecht was born in the UK but made his way to Broadway. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead with a Tony nom, 1776, The Rothschilds, The Great God Brown, Don Juan, Night and Day, Noises Off. He has over 70 IMDb credits, mostly guest TV roles, regular or recurring on Side Effects, Courage the Cowardly Dog, doing voice work, Law and Order, and films Down to Earth, The First Wives Club, and Private Parts. Gregory Salata was a regular or recurrent on Search for Tomorrow and Dear John, as well as films Deadly Hero, Weekend at Bernie's, and the 2006 version of Pink Panther. Kate Nally was Sam Freed's first major TV role after almost a decade of guest spots. He went on to the Ferris Bueller TV show, The Wire, and Our Cartoon President doing voice work, along with films Coneheads and American Gangster. He also made it to Broadway, Candida, and the Torch Song Trilogy. He's married to Barry Youngfellow of It's a Living. This was also Peter Onorati's first major TV role. He was at first an NCAA all-conference receiver, later getting an MBA and working for Ford. He got into doing comedy and would go on to Cop Rock, Civil Wars, Joe's Life, Murder One, Walker, Texas Ranger, Leap Years, American Dreams, Everybody Hates Chris, Murder in the First, The New SWAT, This Is Us, and Station 19 along with films Goodfellas, Inside Out, and El Cortez. Kate Nally was a hit for CBS, staying in the top 30 for the first four seasons with a Bazinga score of 2.8. The show started moving around on the schedule, shedding viewers. At the end of the fifth season, Allie got married, 
and the resulting machinations to keep Kate on the show lost many of the viewers, an example of jumping the shark, falling in the ratings and getting canned at the end of six seasons. At the start of the series, Kate was a travel agent and Allie stayed home to take care of the kids while working on a college degree. Later, Kate quit her job and they started a catering business together. Each episode started with a cold opening with the two leads on location somewhere in New York City having a discussion. The rest of the show was on the soundstage. Each episode ended with the leads going to bed in their separate bedrooms and edict from CBS concerned that they might be misconstrued as a <gasps> lesbian couple. One episode had them posing as one, though, in order to avoid a rent increase. Surprisingly, the show is not available for streaming, nor did it ever get a full DVD set except in Canada, but did air at one point on WeTV. Watched an episode on YouTube. The opening theme sounds like an 80s comedy film. The leads work very naturally together. At one time, James was pregnant in real life, so her role was reduced or she was hidden behind things. Allie has graduated and expects to get into the art world in the episode. It doesn't go well. Shaping Up premiered on ABC on March 20th, 1984 at 9.30 p.m., a show that rides the coattails of a big trend of the time, 80s fitness. Leslie Nielsen plays Buddy, who owns a health club. Michael Fontaine actually runs the place and is the straight man. Jennifer Tilly and Sean Weatherly play aerobics instructors, with Jake Steinfeld of Body by Jake fame playing a personal trainer. We covered Leslie Nielsen in episode 108 for Police Squad. Michael Fontaine had a run on Soap Edge of Night prior to shaping up and followed that up with the MST'd Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Jennifer Tilly comes from a showbiz family. Her mother was an actress and her sister is Meg Tilly. Shaping up was her first major role. She was married to one of the show's creators, Sam Simon of later Simpson fame at the time. She followed that up with a run on Hill Street Blues and films Moving Violations, Inside Out, Far From Home, The Fabulous Baker Boys, Made in America, Bullets Over Broadway, and an Oscar nomination, Bound, the Child's Play franchise as serial killer Tiffany Valentine, and Dancing at the Blue Iguana. Her distinctive high voice got her a lot of voice work. Monsters Incorporated, Hey Arnold, Home on the Range, Family Guy as Bonnie Swanson, Tilly also appeared on Broadway in The Women. She started a second career in the 2000s as a professional poker player. Her father had been a gambler. She's won almost a million dollars as of 2017 and at one point semi-retired from acting. Sean Weatherly's mother was a Dior model and Sean went into the same business. She won Miss USA and Miss Universe in 1980 and parlayed that into an acting career. She was a regular or recurred on T.J. Hooker, J.J. Starbuck, and Baywatch. Weatherly was also in the Police Academy franchise. Jake Steinfeld has a sports empire. He runs Exercise TV, an on-demand TV network, and co-founded Major League Lacrosse, but also did quite a bit of acting. Starting as the personal trainer for Harrison Ford in the Indiana Jones franchise, he appeared in films Cheech and Chong's next movie, The Money Pit, Coming to America, 
had a starring role on Family Channel's sitcom Big Brother Jake and did voice work in Ratatouille. He also produced Canadian hit film The Grizzlies. Steinfeld has written multiple books hitting the New York Times bestseller list. His niece is actress Haley Steinfeld. Shaping Up was a pothole in the road for producer Sam Simon of The Simpsons and Ken Esten of Cheers. It only lasted six episodes with one never aired. Perhaps a casting misfire was to blame. The role of the gym's manager was originally to be played by Tim Robbins before the network canned him. With such a generic name, it's difficult to find much of it online. I did find the opening theme, which is generic pop jazz. Double Trouble premiered on NBC on April 4th, 1984 at 9.30 p.m. In the fine tradition of the Patty Duke show and The Parent Trap, it's a show about twin teens. This show goes the cheaper route, finding actual twins, Gene and Liz Segal, as the leads. Don Lee Rhodes plays their dad and Patricia Richardson, their dance teacher. The twins were accomplished dancers and the show ties into that. One of the twins has a boyfriend played by John Kaliri. After a short first season with lackluster ratings, the show got a major revamp. They moved to New York City to pursue careers, one as an actress, the other in fashion, a TV trope. Their dad was written out, so they live with their wacky aunt, played by Barbara Berry. Jonathan Schmack and James Vallely played roommates and fellow actors. Michael D. Roberts played a fashion instructor with Anne Marie Johnson as a fellow student. We covered Donnelly Rhodes on episode 86 for Soap, John Caleri on episode 112 for Square Pegs, Barbara Berry on episode 67 for Diana, and Marie Johnson on episode 80 for What's Happening, and we'll cover Patricia Richardson in her far more successful series. Jean and Liz Segal are from a showbiz family. Their father was a director, their stepmom was dancer Marge Champion, their brother is an actor and screenwriter, and their older sister is actress Katie Segal. Oh, and their godfather was Norman Lear. Neither of the twins had huge careers as actresses. They were the double-mint twins at one point, but both went behind the camera. Gene directed episodes of Just Shoot Me and So Little Time, assistant directed on Two and a Half Men and Two Broke Girls, and was a technical coordinator on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Almost Perfect, Stark Raving Mad, Just Shoot Me, and Two and a Half Men while Liz wrote for Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, Charmed, and Sons of Anarchy, and produced Sons of Anarchy, Feed the Beast, and Midnight Texas. Jonathan Schmack went on to do voice work on Foofer, stints on The Golden Girls in Blossom, and did a number of guest spots, but spent more time as a director on Dharma and Greg, producing Dharma and Greg, Good Girls Don't, and How to Live with Your Parents, and writing Blossom, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Real Time with Bill Maher. He teamed with our next cast member to create Brotherly Love. Schmank also appeared in films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Some Kind of Wonderful, and City of Industry. James Vallely would go on to write for The Golden Palace, The John Larroquette Show, My Wife and Kids, Running Wild, Two and a Half Men, Arrested Development, and produce The Golden Girls, The Golden Palace, The John Larroquette Show, Ladies Man, Action, The Gina Davis Show, My Wife and Kids, Sit Down and Shut Up, Brothers, Till Death, Running Wild, Two and a Half Men, and Arrested Development. 
Michael D. Roberts became well-known as Rooster on Beretta, then was a regular or recurred on Manimal and the First Family, with a lot of guest roles in between. Films include Ice Pirates, Manhunter, Rain Man, and the recent A Star is Born. So as mentioned earlier, Double Trouble didn't do well in a short first season and got a major rewrite moving the twins to New York City. Didn't help enough and was gone after a total of 23 episodes. The show was what you would expect. One twin was serious and the other was wacky. No way, Hot Dog did not make her lose control. It's interesting that much of the cast ended up behind the camera. Was that their call or did this series ruin their acting chances? I can only find the opening theme online, which is very 80s. More of 1984's sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.